The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Welcome everyone to our latest episode of V Brown Bag APAC. Today we're going to be talking with Marcus Puckett, who will be going through the ins and outs and deployment of Login Site. So Marcus, would you like to give, give a bit of an introduction and show us your presentation? Yep. Um, like you said, I'm Marcus Puckett. Uh, I was previously a VMware consultant, and I did a lot of pushing of Login Site um, as a way to easily collect syslogs and also uh, monitor your environments. And it also makes troubleshooting and our root cause analysis much easier. So that's that's why I like using it, and that's what I want to talk about today, is how to set it up and use it to simplify your life. So um, you can follow me on Twitter here, and, and this is my blog. I haven't posted a lot lately. I'm going to try and pick up soon again. Um, but yeah, let's go. So we're going to talk about vRealize's login site, obviously. Um, current GA version is 3.3. Uh, you can interact with other login site users at their forums at loginsite.vmware.com. Um, it's also a good place to be able to get uh, updated information. You can download betas, what they call tech previews, of login site to test features. Um, you can make feature requests, ask questions, and uh, some really knowledgeable people uh, from the login site team will be able to help you out and answer your questions. Um, there are also content packs, which I'll go over later. Uh, you can find them at solutionsexchange.vmware.com. Um, their content packs are far more than just login site, uh, but this is where you'll go to find them, and we'll get into more about what content packs are later. Product info is at that website. Really, just Google search login site. I don't expect people to remember that URL. So. Let's jump out of here, and I'm operating under the assumption that deploying an OVA is something that most people can do or figure out. So instead of going all the way from the deployment of the OVA, uh, I'm just going to jump straight into here. This is the first screen that you'll see when you get into a vRealize login site deployment. This is where you start your setup process, basically. It's been given an IP address etc. from the OVA deployment process. And you can either join an existing deployment or start a new deployment. Joining an existing deployment will create a cluster, which I will also go over later. So let's start the new deployment. So while it's doing that right now, um, I want to talk about some of the recent announcements that have been made. The, the login site team recently announced that they were going to allow up to 25 OSIs, which is uh, basically just endpoints where you'll be collecting logs from. So 25 separate devices, whether they're ESXi hosts or, you know, routers, switches, uh, physical Windows servers or Linux servers, um, even storage arrays. Some storage arrays have syslogging available for them. 
and you can pull in information that way. And so with any licensed version of vCenter, Login Site will be able to provide a, uh, a license key for up to 25 OSIs just included. Um, it's a good way to kind of get your feet wet and see what Login Site has to offer. And for smaller deployments, it's a really great way to kind of monitor your environment and make sure that everything is running as smoothly as you hopefully think it's running. Yeah, that's yeah, um, that was good timing. <laughs> those OSI licenses there per vCenter server licenses, is that correct? So if I have two vCenter server licenses, I can have like um, 50 OSIs or 50 devices pumping logs into it? So, um, yes, you can use the free 25 OSIs with an actual paid-for uh, license for login site. So you don't have to... You don't have to forego your free 25 licenses when you do purchase another copy. Oops. Forgot about that. There we go. So I'm just going to not include a license key right now. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I, I really do need one of those because... If you don't put a license key in, then you aren't able to um, use the interactive analytics feature, which is a big part of what, I, what I'm doing. So let's grab. Oops. There we go. So I get a thousand, but it's because it's a trial version. <laughs> so um, you can so, so login site will have will put out alerts for both the login site server itself, which will notify you of things of like you're running out of disk space or sorry, not disk space. You're running out of uh, you're not able to maintain your quota of how many log. How, how long log entries are supposed to be uh, maintained. The default is going to be 30 days of uh, logs being maintained. Um, you can offload that into an archive. Um, that's an option. Um, but if you have stuff like that or um, you need to update or one of your servers goes down, then this is where you would configure where those emails are going to go to. You can also have it send uh, into webhooks, into different URLs, different uh, online ticketing systems, stuff like that. Uh, I don't have anything to put in there, though. So, because this is a test environment, I'm not going to send the trace data. Um, time configuration, just continue to use VMware's NTP servers. Um, if you do have an SMTP relay, you would have to configure it here for it to be able to send you email alerts properly. I'm going to leave this all at default. It comes with an internal SMTP server, but if your compliance or security teams require that it go through a relay and that the relay be authenticated, you can configure all of that here and send yourself test emails to make sure that it works. So. That's basically it. Um, that's that's your initial configuration. The last thing that you're going to do is choose one of the three different ways that you have to 
ingest logs. So the first one is the easiest. You just point it at a vCenter server, uh, give it an administrative username or password, and then you're good to go. Uh, there's also agents uh, that you can install on endpoints like Windows servers or Linux servers, and that can the agents are really powerful because you can pull data from many, many different locations. You can use the Linux server to pull information from wherever even and dump it into a text file and have the agent parse the information that way. Previously, I've used that to do view event monitoring to make sure that desktops and uh, were, were available in the pool and it'll alert me if there were no desktops available in the pool. Uh, and syslog is just to accept syslog feeds from devices that are capable of it. Um, so let's do the vSphere integration here. So if I can spell. <laughs> and then wrong password. Okay. And you can see here, you can tag the information. I'm going to get more into that later. Um, basically, it's a way to easily identify what servers go where, stuff like that. So now what it's going to do is normally if you weren't doing if if you if you weren't to configure it this way you can still configure it in another way and if you're aware uh, you can go into your ESXi servers here and configure where they're sending syslog currently so if we we'll go we go in here manage wait for the web client to catch up with us. Oops, there we go. Advanced system settings. And if we go down here to syslog global log host, we can see that we have information configured here. So what it's doing right now, what log insight is doing right now, is it's applying all this for us. And if you look in here, you can see this is my production log, log insight server. Um, ESXi can send to multiple logs, uh, syslog hosts. And then this is the one that we just configured here. And if you'll notice, it just appends it onto the end. So it's not going to interrupt any of your already configured syslog configurations, which is pretty nice. You're definitely so, very handy. Yeah. You don't have to worry about breaking everything with it. Okay, so the next thing that we're going to do is look at the dashboards here. Dashboards are kind of the first thing that you'll see whenever you log in normally. You can see here that we have a general one. Um, it'll give us a count of unique hosts, you know, a lot of information. Um, this stuff isn't super important. Um, there's also the VMware vSphere one, and this kind of is where you'll start to see the value of what you're of what you're getting here, you're, you're able to easily identify you know error events, warning events, 
different different kinds of events, security stuff. Um, you know, you'll see failed login attempts in the source, uh, ESXi, failed login attempts, source and user. Um, we can go down to licensing and you'll see it'll do, here we go, hosts here with, with all of this information, DRS and HA events, um, vMotions, it'll tell you if and when there are any vMotions there aren't any right now for my my hosts, um, and we even have information for vSAN and vVols, and it'll give you vSAN events over time, errors, et cetera, et cetera. So this is what I would what is known as a content pack here. Both of these ones are, and these are prepackaged. Um, dashboards that let you view what's in your environment. They have information already set up within them to pull out logs and create these dashboards the way that you see them here. So if we go here to content packs, we can see all the different ones that are available. And these are going to be available at the URL that I showed previously for the Solutions Exchange website. Now you'll see we have a pretty wide variety of stuff. Um, the Apache suite, Cisco's ASA and Nexus, um, also their US, uh, UCS blades, um, the general one that's already installed that we looked at, and we even have ones for uh, Linux and general Microsoft as well as Windows products. Um, and then, of course, all the different VMware stuff. Uh, Horizon View, NSX. There's a vSAN one, but you have to get it from the Solutions Exchange. It just doesn't auto-populate here. Um, so this this is what you would do. Uh, this is how you create. Uh, this is this is the login site environment here, like the community environment. This is how you can help other people if you create something. Oh, there's the vSAN one. If you create a content pack or if you create a dashboard similar to the ones that we see here, something that's useful for you for monitoring a specific application, then you can go and export it as, um, where is it? So you can export it as a content pack for other people to be able to consume and monitor their applications. So really VMware here has a, has a really good community product that allows other people to help each other and to make their environments more secure, uh, give themselves better uptime, things of that nature. So let's go back over here. One of the things that's interesting to see is, let's look at the vSphere overview. So we see all these HA events right here, right? So. If I want to know what those are, since this doesn't actually tell me what's happening, it just tells me how many events there are, or we, we don't even know what the what it's looking for from the syslog feed uh, to determine whether the NHA event has even occurred. So if we go to this little spyglass here, we can open this dashboard in what's called interactive analytics. So. Interactive analytics is kind of the meat potatoes of log insight, especially for me. This is where you'll get 
you, you can view your log stream in real time. If you see down here at the bottom, uh, these are the raw log messages. Just this is this is the text that's being handed out right now. Um, you can see all the information on there, um, and the graphs up here is created from these queries that have been created. Now the queries are really, 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 really easy to make. Um, they the the login site team has made something made made a basically a Google-like search interface, so it's significantly easier to utilize uh, than some of the other products, log management products that exist. You don't have to learn any of the any of the regex or anything like that. This does everything for you. Uh, for some people, you know, they like to do the other the building your own dashboards and have much more control. Um, over what's available, but for this, just to get things going, and especially for environments, um, smaller environments, uh, login site is going to be a really, really big win for them to be able to monitor things as easily as it makes it available. So this is what drives the dashboard that we were just looking at. And you can see up here, this is what we saw in the dashboard. So. How is it created? We have we have this line that does a query over the text, which is the entirety of the uh, log message, and the text contains h h a dash star, so h a dash wildcard character, and h a h a task wild character, and then it also filters that. So this is going to be an either-or statement. If they're on the same line, it's an either-or statement. And then this is applied after the either-or statement. So the app name contains FDM. So if we go down here, we can see HA root pool host E, HA root pool host E, and then what actually happened here. Um, root pool capacity changed from blah blah to blah blah. Now you can you can update this and edit it and have it try and pull out other stuff as well. And that that is how you would create your own dashboards. So you can like add a filter and say I only want to see things or I don't want to see things that say default, for example. And then you hit the search button, and it comes back with things that don't include default. And then you could save that as as a dashboard or add it to one of your dashboards up here with a simple click of a button. You would select whichever dashboard you wanted. You could create a new dashboard, and you can create the name and all the notes about it and everything. Uh, I'm not going to mess with it really, but that's that's what's available, and that's that's really how easy it is to do to work with interactive analytics. So let's look at everything here. These are just all the alerts that are, are all the log messages that are coming in right now, and you can see internal state, VM, blah blah, whatever. So, oops. If you, for example, had an issue occur and you didn't know what exactly happened, you just knew that it happened at a specific time, you can come into uh, Interactive Analytics and 
time slice your entire environment over that specific amount of time. And that for me is really what made Login Site as attractive as, as it is. Um, I used to do a ton of root cause analysis for an environment. Every time there was an outage, I had to give them a long, detailed explanation of what happened, uh, how it was caught, what we did to fix it, uh, why it happened, and what we were going to do to prevent it from happening again. So previously, the, the method that I would have to go through is basically just log in to different log, log sources and start gripping away, see, see if I could find anything that would tell me what was going on at the time. And for anybody that has ever had to do that, you know, you can appreciate that that's not a fun process and it's really difficult. And you especially have to try and keep track of everything because something could go wrong on multiple different systems and you have to correlate them all together. So if you were to have them all feed their syslogs into Log Insight, you can correlate by time very easily all of these log messages and information that you previously had to pull from multiple different sources and then uh, try and correlate by hand. So here you can edit, you know, date, time, wherever you want to go, and then start adding filters or just do a regular search like like in here, just, just like using Google. So with this, then you can, when you've got nothing there, it's going to show you every host, every device coming thing. It's just basically the raw input without any filters at all when you've got it set like this. Is that correct? Correct. So if you'll look here, we have a bunch of stuff coming in from host one. And it's pretty much all from host one. Okay. And then here we also have stuff coming in from host 16. I just noticed when you highlight it, so you can actually do a, you can do a filter there from when you highlight, which is a nice feature. Yeah. Um, the, the, the usability of this product is actually really, really great. Um, one of the other, um, well, sorry, one of, one of the, what do you call it? One of the, one of the people that works on login site, his name is Steve Flanders. Um, he did a brown bag at VMworld uh, this past year, the US VMworld. And he did a presentation that was basically completely centered on building user interfaces and user experiences that are very simple to understand and how important that is for a product. And you can really see how he's put his money where his mouth is with this product because everything is really sleek, really simple, easy to use. Um, it it works really hard to enable the user rather than asking for a lot of the user. So another thing here that's part of that is anybody that's familiar with regex knows that it can be a really big pain to try and write your custom regex stuff, uh, try and pull things out. Sometimes, you know, you have to, you have, you have to think about it a lot and test and try and figure out what exactly you're trying to pull out and how exactly to make those patterns and everything work out so that you get just the data that you want. Here, it kind of makes it easy for you. So you'll see what I have here highlighted. It pulls out the host name of whatever device 
is coming out, uh, is providing the syslog feed. So if I click on here, um, we can go up and see, sorry, here it is. So you'll see how it highlights all the host names there. And if you drop it down, wait a little bit. Bring it up here. Okay, I'm gonna have to do a custom one instead of gonna run. Didn't quite work how I wanted it to. So um, if you highlight it, like you said, you can do the filters, contains, does not contain, makes getting rid of all, you know, like a, the bajillion SSL error, errors go away uh, quickly so you don't have to deal with them whenever you're trying to find a real issue. Um, but there's also this right here, uh, extract field. So you can extract fields and make specific information regarding it um, uh, viewable by extracting it and then build alarms, build um, dashboards, and even build queries around using these uh, these custom fields. And you can see here it will automatically generate all this regex for you, uh, add additional contents, etc., stuff like that. Like you can set host name should be whatever for for this field to be populated. And you can make it available for just you or everybody, call it whatever you want, um, extract the values that you want, IP, an IPv4 address. You know, that's always fun to try and write in regex, right? So, and once you build these fields, you know, you can see it gives you all this information and you can use them up in these filters here. So if you drop this down, you'll see all the fields that are over there on the right are also contained within here. And you have more, they'll give you a little more information like where it came from. Uh, I don't have any other content packs installed, so I can't, that all I have is the VMware vSphere basic ones. Um, but you can do, you know, failed reason contains whatever, and you can build really specific alarms or dashboards around that kind of information. So let's go back up here. Uh, so I'm going to create, I'm going to do a query for, you know, the text contains test-alarm. And this doesn't return anything, but now we can also, on top of being able to create the dashboards, extract the fields, stuff like that, I've mentioned the alarms are available. And, you know, when something goes wrong, you want to know about it. So if we go into here, we can just create an, an alert from this query that we, we made. And that, may, that makes it easy so that you can test what you're looking for before you actually create the alarm. Um, and you can call it whatever you want and provide notes uh, like links back to KB articles or just straight up how to fix the problem. Um, it makes it, that makes it really easy so that you can have a higher level person kind of, you know, that they, they've solved the issue several times and make it easier for somebody that's newer to try and resolve the issue on their own without having to escalate issues beyond where they really need to go to. Um, with the email addresses, you know, you send it to an email-based ticket system. 
um, this is similar to the uh, to, to the alerts that I that we set up for login site as a whole. Um, we we have web hooks that we can hook into other systems, and we can also configure view realize operations manager integration so that you can have a a bigger data set to be able to look at things. Um, this will this will say you know there is an alarm created here, and then you can pull that information in the operations manager, which I don't have deployed to show, but um, being able to pull that into operations manager, you can correlate that with other met with all the other metrics that operations manager gives you to work with. Um, and you have a lot of features here based around how you want it to alert you. Now, right? Okay. So that's that's how you that for for me those those are the big features on how to work with Log Insight and how to make it usable, um, give you important things that that matter to you, um, provide alerts so that you can always know what's going on with your system, uh, when you need to know it and where you need to know it, whether it's through an email alert system or a webhook. Um, that, that's, that's how I use it in my day-to-day -day environment. It tells me, you know, I've got snapshots that need to be consolidated after last night's backups. Uh, I've got a host that just purple screened. Uh, or, for example, and this is, this is probably my favorite use time that it's ever really helped me out, is... Um, um, it'll pull hardware information. Like, ESXi knows that memory modules are going bad far before a purple screen ever happens. But you need to be able to pull that data out of ESXi and alert on it. And so I was able to replace a memory module, or, well, I had to pull the host out because I couldn't just get a memory module the next day. We had to go through the RMA process and all of that kind of stuff. So I was able to just pull the host out of the cluster and let it sit there, you know, by itself with no VMs running on it, so that it wasn't a threat to the continued uptime of the environment, and uh, go through the RMA process, and was able to get the memory replaced. Uh, I think it was a week into the RMA process, the host actually finally purple screened after the alarm started coming in, and that was that that was that was a really big when, you know, not, not having to deal with the environment getting taken down, um, not having to fill out an RCA, it prevented me from having to do a lot of extra work that I would have had to have done had I not known that that memory module was going to fail. So the, this board here that I, that I have brought up is where you do a lot of the administration. And this is less of the day-to-day, -day, more just, you know, nice to have features that really make the system resilient. Um, the one that I really like here is the ability to cluster nodes together. Now, because we're you know just uh, doing the test license, I, I, I would have to join them all together. I, I would have to deploy more and join them together to be able to uh, create a cluster. But it's really just as simple as a click of a button. You just click enable clustering. It pulls everything together, elects a master node, and creates the load balancing automatically for you. 
And then here, the integrated load balancer allows you to create an IP address that you can always have logs go to that will distribute a, you know, between whether you have between three or 16 nodes, which is the minimum and maximum, um, what's going to be, what, you know, what goes where. And so that way you can have un uninterrupted downtime for one, up, up to two of the nodes. Well, okay, up to whatever it is, minus one. Whatever the maximum is, minus one of the nodes. And it makes upgrading the cluster really easy, too because then it just rolls through the cluster automatically. Okay, so when you do the upgrade, will it sort of do node one? Once that's online and functioning, it will then do node two? Is that sort of an automatic part of the upgrade process? Correct. And so if you click the upgrade button, all you would do is select whatever your upgrade uh, package is, their .pak files, and that will automatically upload the, the package to each individual host, and then it will one at a time rule through the cluster for you. So you don't have to manually upgrade anything. Very nice. Yeah. So you can also set up um, different levels of users. You can restrict it based on different kinds of rules and uh, roles that you set for them. This makes it, makes it nice so that you can have like a view only admin. You give a user, you know, maybe maybe a finance user like the CEO or VP or somebody that they want to be able to log in and see a snapshot of the environment, but you don't necessarily want them to be able to go in and mess with things. Um, they they just want to be able to see this report of the environment. Um, you can restrict that access for them. Uh, also limit the data set. So they see only, this is a good example for like if you have several different sites and you only want each individual site to see just the information from that site, you can select queries that will limit the data sets to only being able to be seen for whichever user is logging in. Um, it's, it's really great because you can kind of build your, you have this full multi-tenant environment using some really basic and easy to understand tools and everything kind of operates well with each other so that, you know, you, the skill, you only have to learn a very finite number of skills to be able to make this really powerful product. So that means with the data sets, I could have, say, an auditing department that can only see successful and failed logons, nothing else, whereas on the same system, I can see everything, for example. Correct. Uh, and that's actually a big use case that I hear from VMware is the ability to transform security to from from something that's really reactionary to something that's proactive. You know, you you see this user all of a sudden spike really heavily on number of failed or even successful login attempts, and you know you know pretty quickly that this is not something that should be happening. Think things like that. You you can really like honestly, the sky is really the limit on what you're able to do with a, with a system like this. As powerful as the different syslog stuff is um, in the environment, uh, sorry, in the ecosystem, you, you can really see how how heavily you can build all these products up um, to to do not anything, but most of what you're gonna want to even be able to accomplish.
Um, okay, and then this this is the last feature that I'll go go over really is the agents. Agents are I believe I mentioned them earlier. They, they're something that you'll deploy to various endpoints, like a Windows server, a Linux server, or something like that. And what you can do there is it will automatically pull like Windows event logs and known uh, Linux uh, logging file locations, and it'll parse all these text files or the .log files from Windows and um, generate information for that and bundle it and send it up to login site for you. And the way that you manage that is you do this real like config management style. Um, you, you create uh, profiles basically and you know you'll deploy an agent to you know an exchange server and an, ex an agent to a SQL server. And you know that both of those you want to have Windows uh, Windows event logging configured for them. So you'll have your super group of Windows event logging, but you don't necessarily want it to try to do exchange logging on the SQL server or vice versa. And so you can get really granular with how you have your agents deployed and make deployment of agents really easy. And so you don't, you, you're managing all of your agents from the central interface here rather than having to log into each individual endpoint and try and update them there. And I don't have any. Um, it comes with available templates, as you can see. Um, I don't have any custom ones put in. Uh, there are a ton, though, a ton of different ones out there, as you can see in the content packs. So yeah, that's that's login site. Um, do you have any other questions uh, for me? Uh -oh. Did I lose you? Sorry, bumped the mute button. Um, Oops. <laughs> just under that agent feature, there was one there that got my interest I saw, which was the events forwarding. Does this mean that I can have sort of a each site locally collect all the logs? So on the left-hand side, you've got event forwarding, and then it's maybe a central repository okay. just to, say, keep the critical ones or something like that. Yeah, so um, this is actually a really cool feature, too. Um, I use this heavily for the... Um, we, we had kind of, like, we used this as kind of a service to augment the monitoring of our different VMware environments. Uh, you can deploy at each site, whether it be a customer, a department, an actual physical location... Um, deploy them at these each individual sites, have them generate, uh, gather logs, and then forward the information to you. And what you can also do with that is really cool is you'll actually inject into the log these key values, and you can do multiples, as you can see, and you can use that to make it very easy to divide up uh, and search only information for like just that one site that you have that had the issue. Only they had an issue nobody else did and you want to know information about just that site. And you can forward it you know, to wherever, uh, making it publicly available or you, over your VPNs, etc. And you can filter out information that you don't want. Like there's a host name, like you don't care about that host name. You want it actually gathered for that local site but you don't want it in your central repository. Um, and you know, there's all the other stuff that you you can 
specify in the advanced features. But yeah, event forwarding is a really cool feature because you can kind of decentralize, decentralize everything, um, have it all happening at those endpoints and then forced up to the central one that you want to keep everything at. And just on one other bit, just with the licensing, um, there's something I read up, I was reading up on. You, the licenses are all per point that injects into it. It's not per agent. So if you do want to do load balancing, that sort of thing, you don't need to pay for extra licensing. Just one other bit I wanted to add to this. And there's also, so there's two different models of licensing that Login Site comes under. Uh, there is the OSI model, which... Um, is what the free version operates under. And that's going to be just every source of log that comes in. So if you go under hosts, this is how many sources of logs that I have coming in. Uh, you can see that I have 20 of them. We have 16 ASXi hosts in this environment and a vCenter, and it looks like it has a couple of duplicates. I don't understand why, but uh, that's something else I could investigate. And so... There is another model, though, which is priced per, I want to say per core of the, well, let's just go look. Login site. This is the VMware login site product page. And if we go here to buy online, it will show us the, so this is the OSI type. And if we scroll down to licensing, yeah, so we'll also do per CPU licensing. And so this is for, the, there's two different, you know, use cases, obviously. Otherwise, there wouldn't be these two different models. OSI is when you're going to be not super dense on your hosts. Um, I want to say I calculated the break-even point at some point. I want to say the break-even point is going to be around uh, seven or eight um, VMs per ESX, or not per ESXi host, per core. And once you kind of hit that threshold is where it makes more sense to do this per CPU. And that's going to be, you're going to kind of start hitting that with a VDI environment, something like that. So um, th this is really something that you're mostly going to use for VDI, but the, uh, the OSI model is, is also, but the, both the models exist. Excellent. And so one last thing, um, these, these two, I mentioned Steve Flanders before. He has a blog at sflanders.net. Ton, ton, ton of information about Login Site, you know, far, far more information than on my blog. And he also uh, tweets information. He's a good, good source to follow if you want the most up-to-date information on Login Site as well as Bill Roth, one of the product managers for Login Site. He tweets information about, uh, about Login Site as well, and so those two are going to give you really good up-to-date information. All right. Oh, um, <clears throat> sorry, I've forgotten how to talk again for a second. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that, Marcus. It was really good insight to that product. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of great features, especially obviously what's important for a logging program, which is how to filter and actually get useful information from all the verbose noise that we're used to seeing. So, yeah, very well done. All right. Thank you. It was fun, fun to do. <laughs>
So I was your host today. I'm Brett Johnson or at Brett Johnson 008 on Twitter. And Marcus, did you just want to plug your blog and Twitter handle once again? Oh, yep. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, Twitter handle is mpucket259. Pretty easy. Um, WordPress blog is vertit.wordpress.com. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, stuff up on it yet. I'm hoping to get get going more on, on the blogging side of community involvement this year, though. All right. Well, once again, thank you, and this has been another podcast for V Brown Bag APAC.